0: Can you please just give me a mental nod right now? If you've ever felt lonely at one point in your life, especially if you're like, "I don't, why do I feel lonely?" Like I don't get it. Like I'm like, what's the point? Uh, Leah, my therapist friend, and I were kind of discussing how like it's kind of shameful at times to admit that you're lonely. So what do you do about it? That's how we're kicking off Monday's show with our Mental Health Monday today, baby. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy.
1: You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I am Steve Kramer. This is a feel-good podcast I do with my mom every single day. Thank you so much for being here. Much appreciated. Uh, we got three principles behind this podcast. Live, laugh, love your mom. We live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot. And we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. I'm going to tell you two food stories. The second one's going to change your life. The first one is what well, could possibly change your life. And I mean, this may be the first time you've ever heard this, but I am so thankful that somebody, it took about three or four people to finally tell me this before I did it, but um, I'm really glad I did. And the second one, or the first one, I mean, it's just, it kind of gross, and a gross thing to happen this weekend. What I want to do is get some voicemails this week about your disgusting, restaurant or fast food stories because the Mm. one that happened to me this weekend is the grossest one I've ever seen. I've ever gone like face-to-face seeing before Mm. like I've heard horror stories, but I would challenge you if you think you've got a gross restaurant or fast food story 888-Kramer8 and we'll fill up the uh, the voicemail of those this week. I uh, decided to go to Chipotle this weekend, and I uh, I ordered my food, and I was going to walk Kiki down there to go pick it up. It's about a, probably a twenty minute walk down there. It's a nice day on Saturday, so let's go do that. Walk down there. Well, the first problem was is that they're the only place in the city, well that I know of that's like requiring mask. Like you don't need mm-hmm. to wear a mask anywhere else. The city's not requiring mask anymore, right? Yeah. So I walk in, they're like, "Hey, you got to get a mask," and I'm like, "I don't have a mask because I've walked down here." Um, and so I just, I had already ordered my food. I just picked it up and go, I'm like, I just, I'm just going to grab this and go, I'm already in here. You know, like it is what it is. Uh, so I went outside to eat my food and I opened it up and it was, I'm vegan in case you don't know, which means I don't eat any animal products. And the first thing I see is there's just chicken. (laughs) It's like a chicken dish. And I was like, well, it's not, uh, not going to work. What, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) I can't go back inside now because I have no mask. And I'm like, well, this is a tricky situation. So I'm like, okay, how can I solve this? And, I was like, well, I can. I guess I could like walk over to Walgreens, like the pharmacy. Maybe they are just happen to have some masks that they give to people that are, you know, I don't know. Just I just need a single mask, and they were like, no, we had a box of them for twenty five dollars. And I was like, no, 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 no. I just need a <laughs> mask. That's one. That's it. So I was like, they. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna pay twenty five dollars just to like. I would just go order something else somewhere else, right? She was like, "Why don't you try the dollar store?" And I was like, "Okay, not a bad idea." I walked down to Dollar General, and the only mask they had, they had two for a dollar, but they were for kids. They were oh, kid no. sized mask. and I was like, "I just, I, I just need to <laughs> go into Chipotle and get it done." So you can imagine this. I'm like, "I'm going to try it because I just need something temporarily to get this done." <laughs> I, I literally put on my mask and uh, this these kids' mask. It has like, like ducks on it, you know, like. <laughs> like toy tractors and stuff. And I'm like, whatever I walk inside and I say, excuse me, um, this, uh, this, the bowl you guys made me, it's, uh, it's got chicken in it. I'm supposed to get the, the sofritas. She was like, no, it doesn't. And I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Like I was so confused. Keep in mind at this point, it's like 30 minutes later. I've been walking over this shopping complex, trying to find a, trying to find a mask. Uh, and, she was like, no, it doesn't. And I was like, well, here, you can take a look at it. Y'all literally, this woman opened up the my bowl, which if you've had Chipotle, you can picture it. It's the, the little bowl, right? Uh-huh. Takes a little tin foil lid off of it, uh-huh. uses her long fingernail uh-uh. to like dig through the food.
1: Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. No. <laughs>
0: to see if I was being honest about the chicken. No. I was like, why would I lie about this? Why would I lie about this? There's no reason. No. This woman literally. Oh. Oh. And so then she had like call somebody else over. There. They were like, they were like looking at it. And I was like, why is this so hard? Like, <laughs> oh, why would I lie geez. about them? I'm not trying to steal from you guys. Like, I obviously I haven't even been <laughs> touched before. Oh so god. They like they talked for like five minutes probably. And they finally, like, the guy like begrudgedly made me another one. Uh-huh. And he so I was like, okay, thanks. I remember my friggin', you know, toddler With mask on. on. I hope. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Uh, came back over and I wanted to eat it. And like literally you could tell it was like the most uh, piss poor oh. uh, portion sized Chipotle in the history of time. Like oh. it was just so, so small. Like all the portions, you could, you could tell they were just pissed. I'm like, why are you mad? Like I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. wrong. But literally this woman literally took her long fingernail. No. And was like digging
1: no. through my food. Ugh.
0: no and now I'm like I don't know that I can ever go back to Chipotle again I mean I'm sure uh-uh. I will because it's delicious but Mm-mm. um I, mm. I I would challenge I would like to get some phone calls this week of people that have seen mm. nasty stuff and maybe like if you've been a server before it doesn't matter either you saw it because it was your food uh maybe your server but like just gross mm. restaurant stories if you've got one 888 Kramer 8 because I'd like to hear one okay that's story number one mm. You have one, Mom, by the way? Sorry, I didn't even ask. Do you have any, any kind of like gross restaurant stories? Gross.
1: I don't. I can't think of one off yeah. the top of my head.
0: You're lucky. Thank God. It's because you just don't know.
1: <laughs> that's exactly right. I never right. try to look
0: into the kitchen. I just, uh, I never really, I never want to know. I never want right. to know like what's going on. I never yep. really want to like figure out, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's story number one. All right. Story number two is I. I want to, I want to put this uh, this, this bug in your ear and you're not going to change your life because of it today. I know because I was the same way you were, but you're going to eventually get to a point. I'm sure at one point in your life where you're going to want to try anything to feel better and you're going to do this. And I promise, I hope, I hope you will. Because I, I tell you like none of my friends do this. I think one of them finally did, but none of my friends, all of my friends come to me and ask advice because I'm, I'm pretty open about my mental health. Right. And a lot of people come to me and ask about anxiety and what can I do? And, you know, the first thing I was telling is to cut out caffeine. Like that was a huge thing for me. By cutting out caffeine, it dropped my anxiety down by at least 50%. Yes. Now, something I heard for a long time is you need to stop eating gluten. And I was like, come on. Like, I'm like, what was what's bread? What's bread have to do with anxiety? Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. Like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna cut bread out of my life just so I can, you know, that's, that's that sounds like the dumbest thing ever, right? <laughs> And, uh, eventually when I was going through all my depression and everything, you know, the, after the, the drugs and all that, and, uh, I, I literally was like, I will do anything to feel better right now, like anything. Mm-hmm. And so I went to see a neuro doctor, brain doctor, What are those neuroscientists, not neuroscientist, that sounds crazy, but like a neurologist, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, a neurologist. And he was like, Hey, you know, you've got some brain, you know, some brain damage, your body's trying to heal from it have you considered cutting out gluten? And I was like, Oh, here we freaking go. Mm. This frig, the friggin' gluten people are back over here. Right. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know what? I, I told myself I would do anything to feel better. That's when I stopped drinking. Like did everything right. When mm-hmm. vegan, like I just wanted to feel better. I'll do anything to feel better. So I was like, all right, like I'll try it. I'll try it for a couple of months and we'll see how he's like, give it three months. And I'd heard that before. You got to give it about three months for your brain to heal mm-hmm. from gluten. I'm like, this sounds crazy, but let me give it a shot. Y'all literally changed my life. Changed my life. With anxiety, changed my life. And the reason I bring this up today is because it's kinda of, and now it's beautiful and sunny outside, but earlier it was it's pouring down rain. Uh and I stopped by. I went to a new meditation group and um I was gonna actually, I was like, you know what? Like I was like, at first, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna like, oh, what was I gonna do? I was, I was gonna pick up the, the same old Thai food that I always get from the same restaurant, you know, the one that's far away, because this is my new meditation place. And I was like, you know what, like, let's let's do something different today. I was like, what I want to do on Sundays, I want to go to my meditation group at eleven, and then I want to go try like a new restaurant, new place, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, then I get outside, and it's like pouring down rain, it's kind of crappy, and I'm like, I've been kind of fighting a cold this weekend, mm-hmm. so I'm like, eh, I'll just I'll just go home and, and get some of the. There's a. Uh, ramen restaurant right down the street. So put the order in and I said gluten-free, right? Well, i get home and I looked at it. And I'm like, I don't think this is gluten-free, but on the bag, it said it was ate it. <sighs> now, the only reason I bring this up is because my anxiety is like a mess right now. Like it's mm-hmm. so bad. Mm-hmm. It's so bad right now. And like, it feels like, um, kind of feels like he had like one or two too many cups of coffee, you know, Like Mm -hmm. that that jittery, like, like every time, like for example, every time a notification comes up on my phone, like my Mm -hmm. heart like stops. Mm -hmm. And like every time that like I hear a noise, like I heard a, I heard something outside my house, I had my door open early when it was raining, I heard such a noise outside my house, my heart was like, like I'm just like on edge, I'm like constantly Mm -hmm. on edge. Um, And like, I don't feel that way. and But that's how I felt for so long. And there's so many doctors that were like, oh, it's just general anxiety disorder Mm -hmm. and would try to put me on medication. So, again, you're not going to change your life today. I don't expect this to be the one that like turns your life around. But when you get to a point where you're like, I will do anything to feel better, I really highly recommend that you just try cutting out gluten. And it takes some work. I mean, it's like anything else, right? Like you got to put some work in to kind of figure out what has gluten and what doesn't. But I'll tell you, like today was a great reminder. It's, it's, it's like crappy as I feel right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like so thankful that mm-hmm. I found that. So, yes. you know, we talk about mental health a lot on this podcast and I hope that's just chipping away at the old idea. of What can I do to help my anxiety? You know, mm-hmm. so.
1: And it's so it much is. easier now than it was even two or three years ago. Oh, well, yeah. Everything's kind of listed on fruit. there. Yeah. it's so
0: funny like Jermaggy is a great, great example of it like Jermaggy my sister comes to me probably once probably yeah. maybe once or maybe once a quarter maybe once half maybe every every six months and it's like oh my god my anxiety is so bad I just want to do anything to make it feel better I'm like cut out gluten she's like I can't do that <laughs> <laughs> It's really hard. It's really, but it's really not. It's not. It's hard. To it's start just like hard to else. start.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like anything
0: else, you know, it just takes an extra step. But, uh, but I tell right. you,
1: twenty-one days, twenty-one days,
0: and yeah, you're y- you used to it. And, and, and to, you've got to give it time. You've got to give it. it you uh-huh. got to give it like about apparently your brain because I started doing mm-hmm. research on it. it. Takes your brain about three months to heal from it. So yeah, give it ninety days. Yeah. And you can't, it's not like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll eat gluten-free in the morning and not, you know, for lunch uh-uh. and then doesn't work. The you got to go no. no gluten for, Mm-mm. but I promise you, I make a promise right now that like I've got one friend that finally stuck with it. Change your life too with anxiety. So yeah. just thought I would share that as I'm sitting over here like jittering. <laughs> it's fine.
1: <laughs> we know I've been gluten-free for probably, I was trying to remember how long, probably 12 years. Yeah. And and mine wasn't related to anxiety. Mine was just related to gut problems, gut right. issues. Right. But I'll tell you, if I if I have a taste of something with gluten, I am sick within 5 minutes.
0: Right. I'm yeah, see, but sick. a lot of people think that's the only if you don't have stomach problems, they must not have a gluten intolerance. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, it's not true."
0: I don't know. It affects your
1: body and your mind.
0: Yeah. But also say goodbye to delicious breads. I don't, I couldn't even tell you what bread yeah. tastes like anymore. I'm sure it's so good, but sometimes you got to make a sacrifice, but that's it. You, you'll get to a point in your life. And I was there where I was like, that's it. Like, I just mm-hmm. have to, I just got to do it. Like, I just got to feel better. I want to do anything to feel better. And that just takes sacrifices sometimes. So, right. yes, it does. I, Gluten-free. Um, and discipline. Pizza crust is kind of trash, but um, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Speaking of like getting to points in your life where you want to make a change, and I want to do this, and this is our first show of August. I want to I want to put something in your brain. This show's been a little heavy today. Well, I guess I had a Chipotle story in there. <laughs> um, I want to put this. I want to put this in your uh, in your brain that maybe through the next month, and I want you guys to kind of hold me accountable too And I th- think maybe together we can hold each other accountable in this whole process. I saw this meme this weekend and I posted it on my Insta story, but I had a lot of people respond to it. It really spoke to me. And it says, uh, at some point in your life, you get tired of unhealthy connections, whether it's be, uh, whether it be people or things. As you grow, certain things become intolerable to your liking, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And what I really want to start doing is thinking about the things in my life that have just kind of become unhealthy, that, I, that don't serve me anymore. Yes, and I want to spend this month really analyzing that. And a lot of these things, when I spent some time yesterday thinking about it, I was thinking about just relationships, and there are some that just don't serve me anymore. So I wonder, like, why do I still have them in my life? Like, what is it about that that I still hold this these kind of relationships? And there's, there's two, and I'm going to start with this is there's two people in my life that I, that have become very toxic over the last year and a half and that bring me nothing but grief. And I, um, I don't need it. Mm -hmm. I don't need it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I've protected these two people for way too long Mm -hmm. and I don't want to anymore. I don't want to sugarcoat our story. I don't want to sugarcoat like the situation anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to try to, um, you know, be, be fake friends with them. And Mm -hmm. I'm actually in the process right now of trying to have that conversation with both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, both of them are kind of ignoring my request to have this conversation, but, um, it's just crazy when you think about how many things in your life you just do by habit or like, you don't even know why you do it. Mm -hmm. Like, why do I, why do I have these people in my life? And I'm, I guess I'm just beyond the point of like, (sighs) not having conversations with people Mm -hmm. like the conversation that I had with my uh, my ex-girlfriend excuse me last weekend which by the way I'm feeling uh, you know a week later I'm feeling much better about um Mm -hmm. good I uh, it was a really hard conversation but it was really great like Mm -hmm. it kind of just it 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 felt like the mature thing to do and it hurt Mm -hmm. and it stirred up a lot of things Mm -hmm. but a week later now here we are like a week I guess it's been technically yeah it's been about a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel so much more at peace with it, just knowing that like everything's out on the table. Yes. And there's definitely a couple people in my life that want to act like we're friends and act mm-hmm. like everything's cool, but mm-hmm. I know behind my back they're they're not that way. Yes. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of acting like I don't know that you're saying bad things behind my back. Yeah. I'm tired of us not addressing the toxic things that are happening with us. So I thought for the month of August, what we could do as a group is kind of think about what are the things that just don't serve us anymore? You know, like what is it? What is it? We do. Is, is it jobs? Is it friendships? Is it people? Like here I am. I'm on, I'm about halfway done with my life ish, you know, more mm-hmm. or less. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to live a false reality anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just push things down. I want to like everything I do. I want to be super, super intentional. And I, <sighs> I don't know. I just don't, I don't have space for it anymore. I just like, I don't, I don't know if I'm just like fed up with it or just, I think it just eventually, like the meme says, there just comes a point in your life. And mom, do you feel that way? Did there come a point in your life where you just had unhealthy connections and you're just like, I don't need this anymore. I don't Um, even know why I've like held, mm -hmm. held it together for so long, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. many times. And, and the more often and, and the longer you start to recognize those, it's easier to move beyond them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Of course, I've lived life 30 years longer than you. So now, now, and for the last probably 15, 20 years of my life, when I realize that I'm in a relationship with anyone that is unhealthy, then I find ways to relieve myself of it.
0: Yeah. There's, there's because one- it doesn't
1: serve you and it really doesn't serve them.
0: Well, I'll, I'll give you, um, and that's and that's kind of how I felt was like, mm-hmm. it is what it is, and like it just mm-hmm. needs to like be put at rest. And with this, with one of these relationships, actually both of them specifically, um, I I felt like I had, I kind of like put it to rest. Like, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like, I I don't feel great about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I
0: don't feel great about the way that you treat me behind my back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I it is what it is. Like, I don't know that I'm going to get the honest truth out of you that you are ever going to confess that like the things that I, I know you've said about me. Yeah. Um, and then I, I get a text message, um, a couple of weeks ago and it's like, Hey, I thought, I thought everything was cool with us. And then I was like, uh, uh-uh. like, I don't want to sit here anymore and live this like Mm-mm. false reality, you mm-hmm. know? So to me, it's just like, I I know this is an unhealthy connection Mm -hmm. for both of us. Like if you, if like, why even fake it? Why even feel like we don't, we don't have to be connected. We don't have to. What's the point? Yeah. there's no, this is not serving either of us. So like, what's the point? It may have at one point, but it's not anymore. Yes, exactly. So like, I wish you well, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't need you. I don't need you in my life. Like, let's just, let's call this what this is and be honest about it. And just, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. So anyway. This month, we're going to kind of talk more and more about that. If you want to share your story too, you always can, you know, and get the conversation going on the certified fans page, just about like toxic relationships. And are you holding, you probably don't want to talk about it, but like, is there anything that's like kind of sitting there? You're like, man, this doesn't really serve me at all. Mm -hmm. This person, this, this thing, this hobby Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be a person, but like this, uh, this food, this, this gluten, (laughs) uh, (laughs) this, this Chipotle, like whatever, you know? (laughs) Uh, Just really maybe take some time to think about that. And we'll kind of readdress it later on in the month. All right, Mom, let's get to – actually, we'll do a Maryland Monday real quick. Okay. Uh, I live in Maryland. And I say that uh, the only people that know anything about Maryland are people that live in Maryland. But if you live in Maryland, you know everything about Maryland because Mm -hmm. they're a very prideful group of people here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I thought we'd put Maryland on the map because there's things that – come on. Like, what do you know? What do you know about Maryland? Don't All my Maryland people, you know. You know everything about it. But if you don't, you don't. So uh, every Monday, I give you a fact about Maryland so you feel like you know a little bit more. The Maryland Gazette was founded in 1727. It's one of the oldest continuously published newspaper in the United States. All It happened right here in the great state of Maryland. So There you go. Now you know.
1: One of the few survivors. (laughs) It's true.
0: That's true. Maybe the last newspaper, but it's still there.
1: That's right.
0: Right along with radio stations. It's (laughs) Mm -hmm. fine. All right. Quote for the day, Mom. Here we go.
1: It's from Paulo Coelho. telling the truth and making someone cry is better than telling a lie and making someone smile.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it, is. it
1: Just is. I mean, it's so true that the, the truth will set you free. It's, it's just, that's what it is. It's, it's so crazy
0: the, how people try to protect themselves. Like, I can't tell yes. you, I can't tell you how many times, especially with one person that like, I know you say. I mean, like, I I have confirmation that you talk poorly behind my back. It's mm-hmm. so like, why? Well, yeah. Why do you tell me that? Like, we're that, like we're cool. Like, I don't understand what that does. Like, what is All that right. doing for you? Yes. Like, I don't want to. And I don't want to fake like we're like we're friends. Like, you know, like, tell me the truth. You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. um, that's if also, I've done
1: something to you, tell me about it.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, let's get exactly. to the bottom of it. Like, I, I don't, would rather I don't need you made me cry.
1: Than lie to me.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, I uh, that's how I've been. I, I I've been in my relationships too. Not maybe not so much my ex wife, but uh, we couldn't really communicate for anything. But what I realized when I was dating was like I had to. This one girl specifically, like we had to have some really hard conversations, like really, really hard conversations about just where I was like mentally and like with us and like I had to really be honest about like where, like how I, how I felt about my current dating situation. Mm -hmm. You know, like I basically had to tell her, listen, I don't, I don't really want to be exclusive. Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to, like I wasn't ready for it. You know, I wasn't ready for that kind of commitment. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard to, like, sit and, like, like have that conversation face-to-face. But what I realized, especially in relationships, is that I can really take you somewhere, you know? I oh, can really, yeah. like, there was something that was so freeing about just being honest about that. Yeah, And then she could make up her own mind how she feels. But when I'm just yes. over here kind of just, you know, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, we're going to be this, that, this, that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, man, the truth really set me free on that one. It's crazy. Yeah. Truth's really freeing, I tell you, it really it is. It is.
1: Lies hold you in bondage. Yeah. They just do. They they don't allow you to be free, to be who you are, to say what you think, to say what you feel.
0: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, we'll get to Leah on the podcast in a couple seconds for our Mental Health Monday. BetterHelp's back on the podcast today. BetterHelp is online therapy and counseling that I, uh, it's funny because I actually got a um, uh, DM. Uh, from a listener yesterday, today, it was yesterday for you, and she was asking, a lot of people asking about BetterHelp, um, and they asked, like, she's like, what do you really like about it, you know, because uh, she said she's had some not so great therapy experiences, which I hate, because I don't have, I don't have, like, bad therapy stories, and that's in person or with BetterHelp, I just don't really have, like, a there's something that I haven't really vibed with, you know, or times that I felt like, okay, we've we've kind of hit our kind of hit our max here, you know, uh-huh. which is why I kind of like switching up therapists because you get different perspectives Yeah, and you can really drill when you, you know, it's almost like dating, you know, like, like when you're vibing, uh, better help. That's what I love about it. I mean, it's, it's the easiest way I've ever done therapy before. And there are, you know, millions of people doing this right now, this online therapy and counseling with professionals. And the, I like it too, because you don't have to run all over town trying to find somebody. That was, that was for me, that was the biggest problem. Oh, like yes. you, you know, um, you just don't. You don't have to. It takes the trouble out of it. And if you don't like your therapist, if you're not vibing, it's not like you have to spend weeks to find a new one and get in. And it's you literally click a button and you're connected to another therapist within 24 hours. Again, maybe it's 48 hours. 48 hours. Uh, it's it's great. I really do. I highly recommend. It. I'm back doing BetterHelp again, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So if you're thinking about therapy, you know, if we're talking about maybe some toxic connections you don't know how to get rid of. Um, maybe that's where you start. Um, you can go to BetterHelp.com slash Kramer. BetterHelp.com slash Kramer. I use it. I pay for it. I'm a really big fan of it, and I would I would recommend it even if they didn't pay for this commercial. BetterHelp.com slash Kramer. BetterHelp.com slash Kramer. You get 10% off your first month over BetterHelp. all right we're gonna get to our uh, mental health monday just a second away first we we'll say hi to certified fans thank you so much for your support appreciate you so much i was talking about about fans today actually with uh uh, one of my friends helped me set up the merch store. She was asking how fans were going. I said, They're good, man. They're good. I was like speaking for you, like you, like we're fans. family. <laughs> um, I love you guys. I really do. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm family. genuinely connected to you. You know, and mm. I, just a quick example of why I think the certified fans program is the best is because we had somebody who's um, was his mother sick or did she pass away? Uh, I can't remember. I don't have the notes pulled up. But one of our certified fans. I won't say his name because I don't know if he wants Mm -hmm. it said publicly, but. um, Oh, yeah. He
1: was grieving the loss of his mother from the past. Uh
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was an anniversary. That's what it was, right? Uh And uh, like uh, most of us will probably never meet face to face, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But like it was so crazy the amount of people that hopped in, either sent a heart emoji or just sent prayers. Like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, what Mm -hmm. kind of community? Where else can you get that kind of community? Yeah, I mean, I just think it's, it's really special. It's really special, and I just love, mm-hmm. I just love that we've built it. Like, it's—I I think of anything I've done in my career. Like, I'm the most proud of that sort of like the certified fan group that we put together. People all over the country now, you know. Yeah, so, they're
1: really wonderful.
0: It's a, its a way to support the podcast, but it's also like a little family. And so, if you want to become one, text the word fans, F A N S to 888-Kramer8 when we have somebody new you get welcomed you actually get the whole podcast episode dedicated to you Um, but when we don't we go back and we thank someone who's been here you know before and we just spin a wheel so you never know you never know because we were getting the same numbers time after time so nobody knew today but um, that could be changed for tomorrow easily by texting fans to 888-Kramer8 all right uh, 292 you also find out what certified fan number you are which i don't that brings massive fascination to people <laughs> um, so today we will go and thank 292 and that is going to be uh 292 did not fill out their segment part of their form let me see if i can decode who this maybe is um christy l christy l okay i don't know where you're from christy l um, but you're one of our newer certified fans. Mm-hmm. You've been a certified fan since, um, well, not really. You've been a f- fan since August, almost almost a year now. So that's really cool. Yeah, so thank you so cool. much for your support. This episode is dedicated to you. And here is your official, maybe first, maybe second. Whoop whoop. I forget when we started these, but here it is. Let's <laughs> give it to her.
1: Whoop, whoop to Christy. There we go. Thank you, Christy. Glad you're here.
0: Appreciate you. Text the word fans, F-A-N-S. To 888-Kramer8. It's also a voting week where, I mean, I hope you can vote every day, but if you cannot, that is fine. We we're in, were we up for um, the podcast magazine Hot 50. And I don't know how we did for August, to be honest with you. This is Remember, this is the month. This is the one that's going to be trippy because I didn't... Um, we forgot to tell you to vote. Um, I forget why. It was a holiday. It was a holiday. So I was out of town. I don't remember. But for whatever reason, the... Um, yeah, it was because I was out of town. You
1: no, were on Yeah. It's when you were in San Diego. No. No?
0: It would have been Before well, no, that? it would have been June. It would have been I don't remember. We 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 just we didn't. I don't know. For whatever reason we didn't tell you. So Yeah. Um I don't know. We'll see how it does with that with uh with no reminders. It'll be interesting to see how <laughs> but since I'm in a massive anxiety state today. I might remind you to uh, vote for us, if you don't mind, for Podcast Magazine. It just Uh, helps with advertising. It helps with – this helps find new people, too. It's crazy. I've had a couple different people that have come over mm -hmm. just by seeing, you know, the name of the podcast and everything else. So thank you for voting. If you want to vote for us maybe every day this week, I mean, it's it's an everyday thing. But honestly, I don't even vote for my own podcast every day. (laughs) And um, I just forget. And I get it. So you forget, too. I don't want to remind you every day. I think that's super annoying. So I just choose like one week. We say, okay, one, if we dedicate one week to voting, just text the word vote, V O T E, to 888 Kramer 8. You can go in the show notes if you want to. Um, but I really appreciate it. It really is it's super helpful. So thank you for all your support, no matter how you do it. Really appreciate it. All right, mom, what you think? Good for you today? Sounds good. All right. Love you forever. All right, let's get into our Mental Health Monday, in case you're new to our podcast. Uh, Every Monday, my therapist friend Leah comes on and we just chat about mental health stuff. Leah Aguirre. Aguirre Um, is her legal name you want to google her (laughs) go check out her website and support her she's great um today we're talking about loneliness and i'm sure at some point in your life you've experienced loneliness even if you're around people you can feel lonely or maybe that's just me we're gonna find out today (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh wait um leah did you just write an article about this or i guess this is how did this how did loneliness come into your your spectrum
2: yeah um so i i write on psychology today my modern dating um uh, blog, but I I thought loneliness would be a good topic, especially because of the last year and a half with people being in isolation and not being able to see family. But it relates past that, past this last year and a half um, related to COVID, and I just feel like everyone can relate to it, but nobody talks about it. Like, right? Out- yeah.
0: So let's let's just just delve right into it. So, um, you know, I think there's probably totally different reasons to feel lonely, but even like, it, at the be, like at the beginning, I'm kidding, but there's, there's many times in my marriage that I felt lonely, even though I, w- I was with her all the time, you know, yeah. Um, there's th- times I'm hanging out with a group of people that I just, I feel like I don't fit in, uh, and feel, feel like a little lonely for this. Or I mean, obviously the last year and a half has been a smidge lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, we don't really talk about it though. Um, I feel like we, we've done a great job talking about our mental health when it comes to I have anxiety I have depression right like we're able to kind of come forward a lot of us have made some pretty bold you know uh stances and and uh, but Fair loneliness is, is not something we talk about like feeling lonely is not yeah. something that we it's like I don't know if it's not socially acceptable or it's not just spoken of or, or what but I think there's a lot um, of- what do you yeah. Hey, my headphones just fell out, so I have no idea what you're saying. Okay, now here you're saying. Ah. Uh, um, what do you what do you do? Like, is, is it is it normal? Is it normal to feel lonely? And then where do you go with that? And why do we feel lonely? And like, just there's there's just so many questions <laughs> here.
2: Um, it's definitely normal to feel lonely, and I actually think we feel lonely more often than not more often than not, but I think we experience it more than we'd like to acknowledge generally as humans. And in this culture, I think too, where a lot of it's about status and being successful and like what you have. Right. And loneliness. And I talk about this in the article, we see it almost as I think a sign of weakness, right? Like you want to be seen often as like strong and capable and independent and like, I have it together all the time and I think loneliness is almost like we we see it as conveying the opposite. Sure. And well, I, uh-huh. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. I think we just there's a lot of shame with it. It's like I think for me and I mentioned this too is I think during the pandemic living alone like I I had my parents nearby, I had friends nearby, But you know, you could because of, you know, people had their little pods, for example. I really didn't have like a pod. I would see people within like six feet. Like there were um, some friends that felt more comfortable like meeting outside, you know. But generally speaking, I didn't have like my own pod of people. And while I would like connect with friends and, you know, see my parents, I saw them pretty regularly with masks or we'd be outside, but it was pretty lonely to come home and just, not have the same outlets, and you know, I have my dog, and she's like my pal, but it's not the same. And
0: right, Kiki's uh, cool, and all, but you know,
2: right, they can only do so much, they do right. a lot, but there's <laughs> their limitations,
0: right? They don't talk back, which they is don't. good and bad, but yeah. they don't talk back,
2: yeah. Uh, so, I when, just that's something that I struggled with, and I was, I've been more open about because I mean, why are I mean, most people are feeling that way. I can't tell you how many people I talk to throughout the year, and um, in my work that struggled with this, even when they had, like you said, like a, were like had a huge family or a really busy household, felt extremely lonely and disconnected.
0: do you think like let's let's go and we'll just take your sp- specific situation here. Did you feel lonely pre-pandemic, like on the not reg? As much,
2: not as much. I think it would it would um I think sometimes, like, um, as my friends are, you know, like most of my friends are married or getting married or in more serious relationships, starting families, all that. There's less time for the kinds of like hangouts. Not less time; it's less frequent, you know, to like meet up with friends because the priorities are shifting, which is totally normal and not personal. But it it, it was hard occasionally on some weekends, you know, if I had a lot of friends that were busy or with their partners. But um, generally, I had something to do. I had like outlets. I would you know be part of a gym, right? I had all these things, and then the pandemic hit, and you kind of realize, oh shit! Like I'm kind of alone. Like
0: right. <laughs> As right. As well. It only kind of emphasized it more, right? Because that those outlets yeah. you do had kind of like went away.
2: Yeah. Because even like going, you know, I I would, for a while, the dog parks weren't even open. And for me, like I'd go there and take Lucy and I would just, you chat with people, you know, even if you're standing apart, you're kind of like having this human connection. <laughs> you're right. like, like, I think a lot of people there were really friendly and just really appreciated seeing other humans having sure. connections. Like I really felt like When the parks opened up, just I'm using that as an example, it was, you could tell a lot of people were really happy to be outside and around other people, even if we weren't like all friends, right? You just smile your faces. So I even thought that helped me a good amount when it went from like, you know, no parks were open, everything was really closed to being able to at least like be around other people, make small talk, like, wait, smile. Like that was really nice
0: let's go to the sensation that I had though, when I was married and I felt lonely, like in the bed every night with the same person, like literally constantly around her still felt lonely. I'm sure there's gotta be somebody else listening right now that understands that feeling of being, even though you're with somebody or it it doesn't have to be, even be a relationship. Um, but I, yeah, there's so many times that I would still feel lonely even in, even in my marriage. Like what, where does that come from? What do you do? even though you're with somebody, they're literally there with you.
2: Usually I feel like that's because you're not – you don't feel seen or really Mm. completely understood. Or like I think we talked about, you know, being emotionally unavailable or checked out of the marriage. Like I think you can be in a room physically with someone. You could share, you know, a family. You could have kids with someone. You could do all the things like the holidays with someone. But if you don't feel seen or understood, which means, you know – you maybe you don't feel like you could be yourself or that they don't appreciate the qualities that you have. You feel it's, it's that disconnect, right? So you can, again, be physically around people, but not feel a hundred percent connected. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens often in marriages. Sometimes you can't recover from it. Sometimes you can. Um, and I do think so loneliness, I think it's, it's a state, it's a feeling, it's an emotional state, right? And so it's one of those things where you don't have to be physically alone to feel lonely. I think we often see loneliness very literally in that sense of like, well, you like you have a lot of friends, and I think a lot of people would say that like you have a lot of friends, you do a lot of things to me, and I'm like, well, yeah, and I'm grateful, and I, you know, throughout the pandemic, mm. I did, time. I had a lot of connection through that, but it was right. it was challenging, you know, and well, I
0: mean, I get that a lot too. People are like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. Like you're blah 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 blah, you're in front great. of all these people all the time. How could you feel so lonely?
2: Yeah, and so. I think there's also. I also think there's just stigma with it, and people don't want to like are uncomfortable with people sharing their loneliness. Like people are uncomfortable with like hearing it. <laughs> like what do right. I doing? And all you can say is just like I'm here for you. Like I'm sorry you're feeling that way. That sucks. Like you know. Like I mean, it's just really listening and empathizing as best as you can. And he-
0: well, that was gonna be my question because <laughs> you know, I even if. I, I try as a advocate of mental health. I try to, if if anyone comes to me and says I'm depressed or I'm anxious, and I get that a lot. The more I talk about, it, the more people want to like open up to me. And so I with, with anxiety, depression, I kind of kind of know where to go with it. But if somebody came to me and they were like, I I feel lonely, I don't know. I'd be like, oh, don't like oh <laughs> go hang out with people. I don't know.
2: You're like I don't go outside, but maybe I, I don't
0: need I don't need a lot of human contact, so I'm not the right person not to, to. So, like,
2: uh, what was the question like, what would you suggest? Yeah, like if somebody comes
0: to you, yeah, I mean, because if we're sitting here, and I and I, I completely agree with you, by the way, that this is a untapped um portion of mental health that I feel yeah. like. We don't. We we're not comfortable, or even know what to do with. Right. Uh, at least from my perspective of just being an outsider, that's okay. like keeps up with you know kind of where the world of mental health go. You know, depression, anxiety. Like, okay, got it. It's out there. You know,
2: but that can be also like a what sort of like a not a side effect. What's it like? Um, residual effect of anxiety and depression too. Because if you sure. Think- if you look, if some people really have a hard time understanding what that even means to have anxiety, there are lucky people out there that really haven't experienced it in the same way that some people do. Right. And so that can also be like very, um, lonely to like experience anxiety and depression and not really have anyone to share it with or feel like anyone can understand what that feels like. So that can be very isolating and make you feel disconnected. And I am fortunate enough that most of my, like all, I would say all my friends are in this field, like doing some type of work in social work, mental health, and so are very open. <laughs> so
0: they know exactly what to say at all times, no, right? Like, like, here's the we, exact
2: right thing to like say. All know what, and Most of we joke, but like we like, we all talk about like our anxiety and like we're open if we're feeling sad. Like we were those. It's really nice. I'm very fortunate to have friends and family where you know, they ask if I'm doing okay and I can say I'm not doing okay. And of course it's not all the time, but I, I feel okay saying that. And i okay right. like saying I'm lonely, but I know that's not the same for everyone. So right. the first thing you could say to someone, just listen. And like, you know, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. Like, and, and the chances are you've been there yourself, like everyone's experienced loneliness to some capacity. So I think even just validating and be like, that sucks. Like, I get it. Like I, you know, I may not, be feeling that way right now, but like right. I've been there and it's really hard or just like listening and being like, thanks for telling me. I know how hard that can be. I don't know. I think, I think you don't have to like, res- like solve the loneliness problem. You don't have to like invite them over every night. Right.
0: <laughs> I, Come live with me. It's fine.
2: There's, yeah. There's no obligation, but I think just even validating it's so important. I think for the person experiencing the loneliness, hmm. acknowledging it is so important. And I think that's where we struggle and that's where it gets worse is when we kind of like dismiss or right Act like
0: it's not there or like not oh well i'm just lonely let's move on bigger. That's interesting. That's
2: it's interesting. like a boiling part of wa- pot of water is just gonna boil over at some point you're gonna feel extremely upset because you haven't allowed yourself time to process how you're feeling
0: right well if you're lonely i'm sure leah would love to talk to you yeah. um really about anything but you know mental health that's kind of what she does mm-hmm. um how do we get in touch with you leah
2: Well, you can actually read this article on loneliness on psychology today. And you can find me on Instagram at your modern therapist and my website at leahagiri.com.
0: And I'll link to all that in the show notes.
2: Sweet. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: I really want to hear your fast food restaurant horror stories this week. So 888-Kramer8. This time tomorrow, I just want to have a ton of calls we can play back. So get it going. 888-Kramer8. I'm going to go drink some water and try to wash this gluten out of my body because I'm that guy now. I'm the, I'm the anti-gluten guy. <laughs> All right, love you so much. Let's have a great week. What do you say?
2: Hi, this is Lauren from Powder Springs, Georgia. Kramer, you cannot give someone your merchandise for their birthday. That's tacky. I agree with Jess. Now, if you give her a birthday present and wanted to include it as part of the gift, or just give it to her randomly, then yes, that is fine. But that should not be her birthday present, like the present. I think it is tacky. Sorry.
1: Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.